Well, man, don't call it a comeback. That's kind of what it is. I'm back. I'm alive. And I know Gosh. you haven't seen me um, or heard either of us since, uh, well, in a long time, even though I posted that podcast that uh, we recorded three days before I got rushed to the hospital. And this is kind of what yeah. this show is going to explain everything that's happened between then and now. It's been an absolutely wild, wild several weeks. And I got hit up with so many different questions, different DMs and texts and you name it of what happened to Dave? What can I do to help? Is he going to be okay? Just so on and so forth, right? And my response every time was, when he's comfortable, when he's doing better and he wants to tell the public what happened, he will. And we have the forum to be able to do that. And before before we kind of jump into the scare, I wanna I wanna bring it bring it back to my birthday trip when we cut that show in person with Corey. Right. That was like in this <clears throat> I wanna say like around the nineteenth of July. Right on my birthday, yeah, the nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. So we're in there, and you're moving like, literally, like you're a hundred and ten year old man. Like I've never seen somebody, and I'm just like, oh well, he's sick, you know. It affects everybody different, and I'm thinking something has to be off. Like this isn't, this isn't some flu. This isn't some you know viral that uh, you know virus whatever. Uh, Something's off, but I was not sure. You know, I kind of just defaulted to whatever you thought was going on. And at the time, it was some sort of flu. And then flash forward, several weeks later, you're laying on your couch and you're wearing your Apple Watch and it, and it goes off. Yeah, so exactly. And so it, when you guys came over, I didn't have any like flu... Like, I didn't feel like I was going to pass anything on. So I was like, yeah, I'm just tired. Like, I had a fever. I don't have it. You guys can come over. I just don't have a lot of energy. Um, and I thought I had some, like, child sickness from, like, going to my niece's birthday party. Because yeah. this all happened two days after, like, July 17th. Um, we had gone to Funtown. You know, Funtown, Splashtown. It's full of germs. You kind of roll the dice. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. I always bounce if the kids back don't, from, yeah. If if the kids don't get you sick, the food will kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So you actually, that's one place where you got to stick to the sugar because it's like the safest thing to eat. Like yep. if it's processed in an amusement park, I usually don't advocate for processed food, but in an amusement park, go for it, do it. You're like, golden. Don't overload, but that will be safe. And I thought that's what it was. So um, I wasn't feeling good. Had a fever. I've added like a two and a half three-day fever like it was it was crazy and I had never felt that kind of fever before yeah and what um and what happened is it went away and I thought like man okay like maybe that's the end of it like I'm not really sure what to do I always get over a cold like it's no big deal and that's when you guys came over. We cut a show. I was moving slow. I like moved the equipment over to the table. I was just gassed, like you said, yeah. like everything I did. But nothing bad started happening until the next week after you left. 
when I was, I got the most intense migraines in my life. And I thought, Man. wow, something's really, really wrong with me. But I didn't think it was anything as bad as what happened to me. It was like somebody was shaking my head, like violently. Like, I don't know if you've ever had, I don't know if there's a wrestling move or been in a fight where like, but you couldn't, it was like I was sitting still, but everything was going like this, like back and forth really, really fast. Probably only whenever I had gotten like a concussion, honestly. Yeah. And so I was scared that I was like, well, am I having a seizure? Like I'm conscious, so I can't be having a seizure and it would last for like, you know, 15 minutes. Um, I was just checking my Apple Watch right there. I'm, I'm like so like yeah. focused on it now, but it was just my bedtime alert. Um, yeah, it's been... we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like check it now all the time, which is cool because, the yeah, there's more stuff with the watch. But I had that and I was like, man, that was bad. I was like immobilized. I was like, okay, maybe I need electrolytes. Maybe I'm dehydrated. Kept going through all the normal stuff that, you know, you think like, oh, I'm lacking something. I haven't moved around for a week. That's weird for me. And, but they kept coming and, and on and off. And then one night I was like laying in my bed, like, I'll just lay down. And I had the fan on. And this one lasted for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, this is not all right. So the next morning yeah. takes me forever to wake up. And this is, mind you, like almost two weeks of feeling terrible. Man. And uh, I've got like stiff neck, stiff joints. Like my, it's like my, it's like I had been lifting a bunch of weights, like curls. Like my elbows didn't want to like bend out without pain. And I'm like, this is really weird. So then I try to stand up and get out of bed finally. And it feels like I'm going to pass out. Or it's like, you know, when you stand up too fast and you're kind of like, whoa. And like things go a little bit dark just for a second because like the blood is rushing. Well, dude, it was like times a hundred, like it went like completely dark, but I was conscious and I would have to grab something and, um, I'd be like, man, what the heck? Still no energy. Did a shower. The next day I was like, all right, dad, um, this has been kind of going on. Like I couldn't walk to the end of the driveway without feeling like kind of faint. Yeah. Luckily I never fainted. Um, I said, all right, let's go to urgent care. Cause like, I can't, um, I like can't stand up. I can't like do normal stuff and I'm tired. Yeah. Um, so to go back to the night before two nights before we went to urgent care, I decided, let me put my Apple watch on cause it's always giving me info and like, I know it checks heart rate and if I'm moving slow, my heart must be going slow too. I was just like guessing at this point. So I'm watching a movie or something. I fall asleep for like 10 minutes and it, it will buzz. It's like, it'll buzz your wrist and it, it does it enough to wake you up or you can have the sound on. And it was like, your heart rate is dangerously low. It's under 50. I was like, oh man, what is it? And I'm like, it's 38. I'm like, 38. Like how is that really bad? I don't know. I know it's low, but I don't know how bad it is. And then I'm reading online, trying to figure out how to keep my heart rate up. And they're like, oh, if you like pump your arms and like do these deep breathing exercises. So the next day I'm just doing that when I'm walking around to try to like keep the blood essentially pumping into my head and like my extremities. And cause I'm like, okay, like I just, I'm not feeling good still in my head. I think I'm still just not feeling good and this is a part of it and it'll go away. It's crazy. And so I go through the day doing that and I haven't had any like really bad incidents other than like, oh man, gotta sit down, man, 
um, gotta like lay down. And then the morning of going to urgent care, still not feeling good. I make breakfast. Well, my dad made breakfast. I, I'm standing up eating it and I'm like, dad, I just, I gotta go to urgent care. Like my watch keeps like going off every like hour. And like my, my heart rate is like so slow. Like at one point it dropped to like 29 for a few minutes. My goodness. And I was like, okay, that's, I don't know. That's alarming to me. Now here's the weirdest part. Once we go to, we try to go to urgent care in Westbrook. They're only seeing people virtually. I'm like, I don't, but you guys are in here. I'm like talking to you in oh person. My goodness. I'm like, can't, they're like, oh, you, there's, here's a map. So they did give me a map of all these other ones and there's a bunch. So we're like, let's go to Gorham. Let's not go into the city because, I don't know, maybe it's busy. I don't want to be waiting. Yeah. Gorham is, like, wide open. It's, like, me and one other person. Sweet. So, like, going to Gorham. I fill out my paperwork. Um, and, like, they see me in 10 minutes. I'm like, hey, can you use the bathroom? Use the bathroom. I've had no incidents. I don't feel dizzy. And I'm like, okay, well, hey, I'm here. But maybe I'm already feeling better. And they'll just tell me that it's passed. Or right. it's passing. And, um, and then I go in. They check my pulse. They do all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, she's like, all right, your heart rate's really slow. I want to check something. So they do an EKG and they hook up these electrical, like basically pieces of tape with um, wires attached to them. And they look at your your pulse going across the screen. And she's like kind of alarmed, but not freaked out. And she's like, you know, it, I'm in Maine have you been bitten by a tick? This is a typical question that you're asked in Maine because we have lots of ticks and they can cause lots of problems. And she's like, I said, yeah, like a month ago. I was like, that was so long ago. I pulled it off. Like, there's no way that was so long ago. Yeah. And you like, you never even thought about it again. Nope. Yep. Pulled it. Like I always do. I've had, I've had over a hundred tick bites for sure. I mean, right. you, you, you know, growing up in Maine, we'd run through the woods, tall grass, whatever, you know, you pull them off. It's like, hold no big still, deal. hold still. Let me get that. Let me, you know, and then you flick the bick yeah. and you burn them. Exactly. That's what I did. And I've never, ever tested or been tested for anything with a tick bite. Never. No. And she was like, well, here's the thing. She's like, without the full tests and the blood work, which is going to take some time. She's like, I think you have Lyme carditis. And I'm like. What do you mean? So, like, props to this doctor who, before doing anything, just had a really good intuition. She's like, well, basically, like, you have Lyme, but it's a very specific type of Lyme. And the tick bite has, like, infected your heart. So, like, if that's the case, like, in your heart, it's like a muscle and electrical system. So, the electrical system is what, like, makes your heart move and the heart pumps the blood to your body. So... Of course, we all know the heart's a real important thing to like be pumping right. correctly. So I'm the only details I got was like that. And she's like, and you can't leave by any means other than an ambulance. I'm right. Like, I'm like, what an ambulance? I'm like, I, I'm like not processing that this is like that serious. I'm just like, yeah, I'm tired, but can I just get a ride? And so they come so in. So before, they, real quick, before yeah. you go further, and I don't want to cut you off. No, you're but good. I've never heard of Lyme carditis before. Did I say that right? Yeah, no, yeah. I had never heard of it either. I've always heard of Lyme disease. I know it's a bad thing. I don't necessarily even know what it does. So how does Lyme disease, is that just like, is Lyme carditis a variant of Lyme? Like, is it all under the same deal or? Yeah, it's a form. It's like a acute, I guess, would be the word. 
And uh, okay. by the way, neither of us are doctors. I'm just I'm relaying <laughs> what they told me. So go do your homework. And uh, yeah, if I if I make a misstep, like you know, just tell me about it. But um, yeah, so it's acute. It's very specific. There's one form where you can't eat raw red meat for Man. life. And I'm like, dang, no. I hope I don't have that one. Luckily, I didn't have that one. Yeah. There's another. I mean, some of it is really bad and it stays with you forever. So I'm like. Silver lining now is I'm really fortunate that it's not a for life thing. I'm going to like fully recover. But at this yeah. point in the story, I don't know any of this. Yeah. So I get All in right, the ambulance so. and these the guys are super nice. And I'm like, I'm not like a difficult patient. I'm like, yeah, I can roll onto like the stretcher. They bring it in. You, they roll out. I'm just looking up. They like stick an IV in my arm so I can have fluid. And <clears throat> the electrolytes actually, I think, help me. I was like, damn, this is this IV thing is like nice. Like I needed this. Yeah. I thought at one point I was like, oh, maybe I just need to go to those IV places and get a bag and I'll be good. And that's that's yeah, the solution. We, yeah, we even talked about that. I was like, maybe you should do one of those IV with all the nice vitamins and electrolytes. Like, dude, I was ready to run like a 5K after that. Yeah, it could. I was like, okay, that's that's a good. So I get in there and I'm like, guys, we're not even going to turn the lights on. Because I'm not, like, in critical condition. They have me hooked up. They can monitor my chest and my heart. And uh, I'm also not passing out. And I'm, like, I'm sharp. I'm, like, talking to them. And they joked at one point. They're, like, yeah, dude, you got a low heart rate. Like, we've only heard, and they don't. it was a rumor. I don't know if this is true, that uh, Lance Armstrong, when he was riding, cycling and, like, doping and whatever, had um, a resting 39 beats per minute. Wow. I'm like, what? And again, resting. I'm not talking about when you're like working out, but like that's like you are so calm. So, you know, yeah. for me, it's not weird to be in the low 60s. I'm usually in the low 60s because I'm just like that. Yeah. Um. So they were like, yeah, no, it's I was like, dude, I'm an athlete. I'm not that kind of athlete. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not that good. I'm not Olympic status. So it's like an eight mile ride. And of course, in my head, I'm like, this is about to be the most expensive ride of my life. 100% bro So I'm not thinking about I'm My heart is slowly gonna stop Cause that's what was happening It's like this thing was about to Slowly stop my heart from beating altogether Which means the blood can't pump And like you die Oh my goodness So untreated it can be fatal I think I think it is fatal if it's untreated And it was definitely headed that way If, if it yeah. hadn't been for your friggin watch Dude I know Shout out to Apple I still have the 5 I think But it was like critical and like just letting me know the basics of you need to seek medical attention um that is so crazy dude i know it's a it's a full-on like testimonial uh but you know obviously like they take your watch off my dad had to take my chain off like everything on your body so you know we're not we're not speeding but we're we're driving fast and like we're moving along here, keeping a yeah. couple lights like they're like yeah, okay nobody's coming let's go uh, pull into main med mind you i've never i've only been inside main med when i was born and i don't think i've ever had anyone that i've known in that hospital to like visit that i can really? remember maybe i was little so i'm downstairs going into the cardiac um icu care unit i don't know if it's the icu but it's like a critical care unit the whole the, that whole thing has to be like kind of like more than kind of scary yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, we're really in here, and it's like chaos around me, but luckily it's Saturday afternoon, and I guess 
for whatever reason, there wasn't a ton of people and a ton of stuff going on. So you get, you get, go through the doors. It's like a different entrance because it's like, you know, you rushed in emergency, the backup and smooth ride. Shout out to the EMTs, like no bad bumps. Like that thing is pretty clutch. It like goes up and down and it rolls. Um, and I slide in them all on my back this whole time, just looking up. And my, my dad gets there pretty quick because he was with me at Urgent Care. He follows. And then they start, like, hooking up more stuff to my chest. They put on these two big, um, like, I don't know, plastic rubber pads. And I find out that is, like, the backup. Like, you know, clear. Like, that's in case, like, I go all the way down and flatline. They can just shock that. Yeah, like when you're in the show and it's like, all right, charge the four. Charge the four. Okay, clear. Yeah. <laughs> So in this Man. case, it's hooked up, so they can just do flip a switch and it's Gosh. like charged and ready. And uh, but I'm pretty calm. Again, I'm just in my head. I'm like just accepting, like I can't do anything. So let me just be helpful and not like mess up what they're trying to do to me. They put an IV in my arm. Oh, I think they already have one. They put another one in my right arm. And um, then shout out to Claudette, who is like my second mom my neighbor and like one of the head nurses at main med just is walks in front of me. Cause she works downstairs. So and she didn't know that you were coming in ahead of time, just happened to cross paths. Yeah. Like known her since I was a small child. And, um, I had been texting her with my symptoms. I'm like, what do you think I should do? But she got super busy the night before and we kind of just lost touch. She was going to come over, but it was late. And she's like, Oh my God, I, like what, what's going on? And so, I know that she definitely had an influence on my stay being like really super great there. And you know, she's good at bossing people around. So she started doing that (laughs) and just be like, what's the deal here? Like take care of like, this is my boy, like take care of him, all this stuff. Uh, Cardiology doc comes in, they ask me a few questions and they're like, all right, here's what we got to do. We have to get you to the cath lab. We think it's probably Lyme carditis and what they're going to do. And the cath lab is where, I guess that's short for catheter. I don't know. I might yeah. be wrong. They have to cut a tiny incision in my neck. And there's like a little bump somewhere. Um, mm. And uh, they're like, we got to do that. And then we're going to take, you have to have a pacemaker, temporary pacemaker, put in along with like an IV pump um, that I guess what the IV does is keeps your blood from clotting because mm. they need to make sure it like, keeps flowing. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of different variables here. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm just like, I don't understand it, but let's go. Let's let's do whatever we whatever gotta do, let's gotta just do, do it yeah. now. And so like they're like, all right, we're gonna do that. My dad's there. So I give him all my valuables and I'm like, should I keep my ID? And I'm like, well, I'm already here. I don't really need my ID. Like I got a wristband yeah. on, like I got yep. in the club, so I'm good. Yeah, me too, baby. Yeah. Don't talk about <laughs> and um so then I'm still on the stretcher, or I guess like now it's like a hospital bed thing, and they roll it. We go upstairs, and <laughs> this is the funniest part of the whole thing. There so, is no humor in any of this. I'm uh, the, my mind just goes there. This uh, while it's all happening, and so they prep you, and like I don't have any hair here, so that's good. Roll in the cath lab, and they're like, "Hey, he's, the guy's like, hey, I'm the doc, whatever." And there's like um. They, it's almost like the dentist, but like a big um, 
cloth or like a napkin under your neck. So I can't see like what's happening, but he can see, yeah. which is good. Like, I don't want to watch. You don't want to see that, dude. Hell no. And uh, he's like, all right, here, you know, he's chatting me up. What do you do? This and that. As they're prepping, there's like eight other people in there. A ton of people. So I'm like, Man. cool. Like they got the whole team. And he's like, I'm going to make this incision. He's explaining what's going to happen. And he's like, you know, you're going to feel a little pinch, but we're going to give you a little bit of local anesthetic. And so then does the incision. I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. I'm awake. And um, it goes in and I don't feel really a thing. To uh, The whole time, the most pain I had was like a sore neck because once it was in and and you probably saw like my Instagram or when we FaceTime, like it was this like clear hose and inside were the two wires, the one wire going Uh. in the IV. And then, (laughs) then, um, and then like there was a big plastic um, clear bandage over it to keep it sealed because it's important to keep it clean because it's like it's technically an open wound. You don't want any bacteria to get in there. No. And um, so that's in there. And the only pain I really had was a sore neck because when you get it, he's like, I get back up to my room. Everything goes smooth. No pain. Great. I get into a room. I have like a roommate, um, but I, like I'm not talking to anybody yet. And he's like, just you got to lay down for an hour. I was like, okay. So like I can't move. Um, and then as soon so as you're I, just kind of stuck. Yeah. And then like you favor it. It's like, you don't want to do anything to mess it up. Cause that's what they said. They're like, just try not to move around too much first day or two. I just have a sore neck. Like, uh, seriously, that was the most pain I was in or I'd have a sore back. Cause you know, hospital bed. Right. So get up to the hospital bed and like, I don't really know what's going on other than like, now I'm on a pacemaker, which is good. Pacemaker is basically a backup. So it's like a battery that if I go too low, it will kick in and beat my heart for me. It will beat the heart. It will. Okay. So real quick, one of the things that I, I mean, we understand how important the heart is. It's, it's what gives you life. Right. Right. I didn't, I always thought the heart was two beats, but it was coming from the same place. I never knew there was like an upstairs and a downstairs. Do you carry kind of like, yeah. So when I explain that to you, basically, here's what had happened. <clears throat> the Lyme carditis infected my heart, and it messed with the electrical pulse. And what happens is upstairs, there's, I think there's four chambers, but the way they explained it was like there's two different areas. Okay, again, do your homework. Like, I'm not going to get this perfect. Um, upstairs... Like if you stand up, oh, we're standing up or we're walking, we're going to go faster. It sends that signal downstairs so the bottom can do the same. So like you said, it goes boop, 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 boop. And mine was going like boop. Left, right. And then forever. And then the other one was just, it wasn't even getting the signal at all. So it's called a full heart block is what I was in. Like first degree full heart heart block. When you say it like that, you're like, geez, man. Like Lyme carditis sounds way better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so that's what was happening and it just wasn't, the signal was cut off because of the, the infection and the bottom was just like, all right, well, that's why it was going so slow. Cause the bottom was like, well, we're going to beat, but we don't know, we don't know what to do. So we're just going to go at our own pace. Just going at its own speed. Yeah. And that's why when I stood up, the pop top was doing this, the bottom was doing that and the blood couldn't pump properly. And that's why I had to like sit down or stand up or whatever. And so, okay, Ivy's in, pacemaker's in. 
They literally have a knob, dude. It's like a device, like this rectangle device. It's got a knob and like a couple buttons. And you can set the BPM like you're a DJ. Like you can set the BPM. They're like, we're going to put you at 80 to start. I'm like, well, yeah, because I was at 38. And I don't, that was not oh, fun. Man. So I'm no. laying there and I'm like, yo, my heart is going 80. And I'm laying down. This is strange to me. That must have felt so bizarre. Like I was like, am I? I felt like you're up walking. And wow. what people with really fast heart rates or, you know, they have heart problems where it starts going too fast is it's exhausting. Like mm -hmm. if somebody has like 160, that's like when you're working out or running. That's like intense. And if that's happening for like an hour or two, it feels like you've run a marathon. You haven't gone anywhere. Man. So it's doing so much work. So on the fly, I'm just learning everything about my heart and what's happening. Ryan's a crash course right here. Yeah, the nurses give it's me information. The docs. I mean, um, everybody's kind of jerping me info. And that's what I really liked, especially because Claudette was there and she would check on me. And she would, like, kind of give me a heads up. So she gave me the heads up. Hey, here's what's about to happen when I was downstairs. They're going to do this incision. It's not a huge deal. they got to put a pacemaker in. When they said pacemaker, I was, like, kind of nervous. But, so um, hold on, how far how far does this go down? So or is it just here, all the way to into the heart? So they had to snake something f like a like a plumber would from your yeah. neck, yeah. and just carefully snake it down. What the frig, man? Luckily, that's a huge vein, like a huge one. I don't know if it's the jugular. Go to the jugular, man. <laughs> like, but it's, it's not a, the main vein either. No, it's not. Ah, oh, okay, so I forgot to tell you the funny part. I'm in the cath lab, right, getting this procedure. And they're like, we got to prep you. I'm like, well, I'm ready. Like, let's go. It's like, yeah. no, we have to we have to shave your groin. <laughs> I was like, all right. Go. I mean, I, I, I didn't remember to do that before I came in. What? I didn't know that was part of the deal. Um, but it was like uneven because sometimes I think if they have Excuse an me, issue... Son. If they have an issue with, like, the neck, they have to go through the groin. And thank God they didn't have to snake that through the groin, man. That would have been oh, so, man. like, a what? dull pain. Like, it just getting kicked uh. in the nuts over and over. But it was funny because, like, the nurse is like, all right. It, like, shaves one side, shaves the other. And is this, not okay, the whole okay thing. hold on. Is this, is this like, manscape? Like, yeah, bro. Or is it's this, like, like, no, it's manscape. No, it's manscape. Okay. And it's, but it, I'm like, there's like the roughest landing strip you could ever like shave oh, on no. somebody. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> the next day in the bathroom, cause I have to call a nurse to like, let him know I'm getting up. Um, I like look down and I'm like, man, like, yo, this is going to grow back so weird. I just got to shave it all to start over. Did you fix it? Yeah, I, I fixed it. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the first, actually the first night, the first couple nights. So in total. I was at the hospital for two weeks. So I'm just going Man. back to August 5th. I got in there, admitted. I got one of those jugs, and I was just peeing in that jug. Like, that was my jam. Didn't have to get up. You just, like, yeah. kind of roll over a little bit to the side. You know, it's a Gatorade bottle in the car. It's the same same idea. Like on a road trip. Yeah, which, you know, I'm like, well, I don't have to get up. I couldn't really get up. I was too, I don't know, I was too out of it. Yeah. So... I'm like learning stuff, finding out what's happening. Am I going to need a pacemaker for life? Because that was on the table for a while that first week. They're like, you know, Man. if this doesn't improve how we want, you might need one forever. And they last 25 years. So that's a long time. Well, then you're thinking like, okay, worst case, then I'll deal with that because I'm alive. 
Yeah, exactly. L- like I said, I was accepting. The more info I got, I was like, okay, well, I accept that. Like, that's fine. I get, yeah, I get to live. It's a backup. It's a backup also. It's not like yeah. constantly working. Whereas in, you know, some older folks, like it's constantly working. They need it. So I was like, okay, well, at least I'll get a sick parking spot. I can get like all these handicap <laughs> advantages. I'm like, I might as well Come on, take it. Like I'm going to be getting out of a car. Like what? That dude, he looks like he's in his twenties. He doesn't need that spot. <laughs> like, I got it. I got the thing in my window, but luck luckily we avoided having that um the food is surprisingly kind of good if you order the right stuff and the day one i didn't know what to order so i'm like picking stuff out but you know it's three meals a day man like they bring you ginger ale i got used to one over here bro yeah bro i got used to like the nurses would freshen your water they bring you all the chocolate pudding you want i got hooked on ginger ale Um, I was eating like pizza. The weird thing was I was about 30 years younger than everybody on the cardiac floor because yeah. uh, they're having different heart issues than me. And so my I don't have diet restrictions. So I'm eating yeah. everything, bro. Like ch- ice cream, like like burgers, well, chicken, yeah, all of it. Every other day we would talk and it's so-and-so came to visit and brought me a motto. So-and-so came to visit and brought me a motto. I'm trying to put this weight that I'm like, cause you couldn't move for less 10, how, like 10 pounds yeah. before I got in there. So then I thought, okay, well I'm not moving. If I'm eating and not moving, I should be able to gain the weight back. I only got 30 yeah. pounds back, man. But the eating was good. My first roommate was hilarious. I had six roommates. It's a two room. We're on the top floor of Main Med. You can see Hadlock Field from the window. It's a sick view. And they'd be have some games. I caught the fireworks one night. I'm like, you know what? Could be worse. This is kind of sick. You know, I can stand up for like two minutes at a time. I had to sit down. So wait a minute. You were there so long. You had six different roommates. Yep. Yep. Jeez. Average age was like 60 plus. Like youngest guy was like 60. The first guy in there, hilarious dude. And obviously, I'll leave out names and everything. Um, But um, he was just like, oh, you're such a good roommate. He had, like, this old main (laughs) accent. He had a ton of stuff going on with him, um, which was tough. And, like, he, you know, was kind of, like, in a loop of, like, not remembering what the nurses would say and, like, kind of blaming people for stuff that didn't happen. Because I'm laying there listening to all the conversations you can't help you can't it. not yeah like it's a curtain like i'm i know dude yeah. I, yo i know your life story now yeah um and then you know he left and i talked to another nurse oh he's been in here a bunch of times this year already he'll be back yeah. you know i'm like dang so they know and it's like so tough because i thought the nurses treated me so good and they treated him good too but they have to do like all their medical stuff which is hard enough and then they have to be like psychologists and like they have to deal with people who are just being difficult. Like they don't yeah. like some people don't want to get blood uh, taken and they come at four in the morning. So I don't blame you. I'm like, yo, just seven o'clock. Can we do seven? Like, yeah. do you need it right now? Yeah. <sighs> it was rough, man. I'm waking you up. Yeah. So and, you know, it's your right. Like you can refuse that stuff. It's totally your right. But. It's not going to help you get better. So I'm there. No, they're there trying to rescue you. Like, it would be foolish. Yeah, so they're taking your blood. They're taking your vitals every couple hours. So they're putting the wrap on your arm. They're putting the thing on, the ET thing on your finger to get your pulse. They're doing temperature. That's fine. But, like, taking the blood, it's like they got to 
poke your arm each time. Uh, each time. Uh, they can't just leave it in. Like, they got to do a fresh one. So uh, they're, like, doing the, the tourniquet. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's find a vein. Let's go. But they had this cool device that maps your arm. And it does, what? like, it, it's not an x-ray, but it, what it does is I think it's, like, a heat map. And you can see under your skin what the what veins are, like, the most prominent. What? It was incredible. And this one girl's like, oh, yeah, like, here's the, do you want to use it? And, and the other girl's like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. That makes it much easier. That's so, dude, that's really cool, but that, like, creeps me out. <laughs> I hate that. I hate I needles and stuff, man. I do, too, man. But I, I got used to them. I was like, all right, just go. Right. Um, then the other thing was every day at four o'clock, I got to look forward to getting my antibiotics in the arm, just like yeah. the big, like, you know, liquid. It was just like cold, um, which is good. That means, you know, it's like, probably it's felt good. Yeah. Yeah. I felt good after, but like my left, this was like super tender right here. So I was like, can you guys mm. just go in the other arm? Like, that's just better. <sighs> so, um, yeah, had IVs and then all this time, like the doctor would come in each morning, give you an update. Like, yeah, like we need you to improve. You can do this. You can't do that. Eventually, at the end of the first week, the doctor's like, this one guy I'd never seen, super chill guy. He's like, oh, yeah, pacemakers and and uh, this stuff's my specialty. I'm like, sick. And he had like a Duke um, lanyard. I'm like, oh, went to Duke. My man. Nice. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so he's in there um, and he's looking at me and he's checking my um, rate. And they lowered me from 80 to 50 then to 35. So 35 was like the basement, right? And so at yeah. 35, they're like, okay, we're seeing your progress is good enough that you're not there. But what was happening the whole time, since um, I'm always hooked up to an EKG machine, an ECG machine, I think that's it. So I have this little Game Boy device that shows my heart rate. And the nurses in the control unit outside can see everything going on. If I have a dip, if I go high, low, whatever. So a few times at night, they would rush in and like wake me up. They're like, hey, you just dipped low. I'm like, okay. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I feel fine. But, you know, if, if it goes for a long enough period of time, they want to like check and make sure, you know, everything's pumping. And so the doc um, that came in was like, oh, this is good. You're improving. I think we can take the pacemaker out today. I was like, oh, nice. And this is so like this a Saturday. Is a a weekend. A weekend. It's Saturday. I'm like, oh, man, maybe that means Monday I can get out. And that was kind of foolish of me to think. But I had hope right. at the time. So he comes <laughs> back. Wishful thinking. Comes back an hour later. And he's like, all right, so you're going to feel a pinch again? Because he had to take, like, the, the stitch or the staple out. And he's like, and that's, like, it. And then take a deep breath. And he pulled the thing out. And then he showed uh. me. And I was like, he's like, yeah, it's just this little node, skinnier than this cable. And it's really? a little metal node at the end. He's like, yeah, that's what was sending the pulse. And it's just zzz, from the machine. Zzz. Yep. And I was like, that's wow. incredible. So, yeah. you know, he has to hold his hand there for a while just to get the blood to like clot and whatever. Puts a bandage on it. He's like, yep, just, you know, two hours, just like stay put. And after that, you know, you can start moving around. And I was like, just relieved to have that in the IV out because that whole week I had one of those, you know, carts on, on the wheels that I'd have to take with me everywhere I went. Right. But with the pacemaker, you're like, oh, I can walk. This is kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to go with a nurse. Like, I have to ask a nurse to go for a walk. It's not bad. They're, you know, they're, they're all good looking. So I'm like, this is cool. I have like a date right. down the hallway. Hey, want to take a walk? Yeah. 
hey, come on now, honey. What do you say? Um, so hey just now. not being attached was great. Yeah. There's a whole other part of this is you could, you can't take a proper shower. Yeah. Because you have electrical things hooked up to you. They would clean you basically every day on your chest. They had these special wipes that would, you know, they'd get around everything plugged in and then they'd wash your back and then you had to go in the bathroom with like cloths and soap in like a basin and you would just like wash your legs and, you know, downstairs and all that. Man, I just wanted to shower. But luckily my yeah. hair, it like stayed perfect somehow for like two <laughs> weeks because of the grease just like held it. And I was like, you know what? The hair plays still. This on is on point, bro. This is all right. I'm, I just got to like not smell. And then I was like, yo, do you guys have like any stronger deodorant? Because what y'all gave me is like not enough. Yeah, it's probably like some natural kind of, you know. Yeah, and it was nice. It was not. But I was like, yo, I got visitors. Like I can't just be smelly. They won't right. stay for a long time. Yeah, come on. Uh, and, you know, like I just love everybody that came in and everybody who reached out. It just... It, it does it shouldn't take something like this to know that and i kind of already did but right man people really care like it's just nice to know that even people i haven't talked to in years were facetiming me like bro what's yeah. going on are you okay um like dms it was you know that was nice and like i definitely made an effort to like talk to everybody um that was helpful. Like seriously, the messages while I was in there, because it was so long, and you start to get bored. Yeah. And you can only play so many video games. You can only watch all the Harry Potter movies so many times. Yeah. Like I did that again. Um, and, yeah, dude, uh, it was uh, it was it was rough, especially that first week because you weren't out of the woods yet, and yeah. I'm so I'm so far away that there's really nothing I can do. I even looked at flights to try to get out there. And it was in There's no way I could have. I would have been like drowning for months. Like it was stupid money, but it feels good that some people that we know like showed up and you know really came through and were really supportive and like we were FaceTiming each day, even yeah. when you were like within the worst of it. Oh yeah, and I was like, dude, yeah, like I know it's going on right now, but like I, my voice was pretty weak. Like I didn't have a yeah. lot of projection. I just didn't have like my. It's like your, it's not like your soul is gone, but it's like your charisma is like not there. Right. I was, I was just trying to do everything I could to make you laugh. And yeah. Sometimes I did, but I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want your pacemaker yeah. to like fall out or anything or it whatever. Was, it was painful. It, yeah. It was painful to swallow food. That yeah. was like the first week I was like, I have to eat. But man, every time I swallow it, it's painful. Cause that yeah. muscle well, you get is that, just like, yeah, mm -hmm. man. So, so tell me how many, so your first week, how many days total in there before you're like, okay, I'm out of the woods. Now it's like recovery time. Okay. Well, once the pacemaker was out, like they were talking positive the whole time. I was confident eventually I was going to get to a good place even though it was uncertain. Um, once the pacemaker was out, I was like, cool. I think I'll get out in a couple of days now. Cause like now that's yeah. out. And the doc was like, yeah, here's the next thing we need to accomplish is, you know how you were talking about those two beats? Well, my gap was so long that they were like, it's, it's dangerous for us to let you go. You have mm -hmm. to get it 
under 300 milliseconds. And dude, it took me a whole week to get to like 290. It was like incremental. Wow. It'd be like 50 milliseconds slower or faster, 100 faster. And then like the last two days, it went from like 500 to 300. And they're like, ah, you're like on the edge. Like not yet. Man. So like maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. And then Friday, they were like, okay, things are going really great. And I had like five or six different cardiologists come in because, you know, they're all rotating and um, yeah. even the nurses are like kind of fascinated with what's happening because they haven't seen this in person. And they're like, we've just never seen this recovery before. We know that it happens, but just personally, we've never experienced it. To witness it with their own, like right up and cl like close and personal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't, you can learn about it in class, but until you see it with a, with a person, um, you know, you don't know. And lucky for me, my lifestyle has been very healthy and it honestly it bought me probably like two days worth of time to get to the hospital. Cause I don't think if I was not healthy, I think I probably would have had like some di more dizzy spells. I would have passed out, like could have yeah. gone bad. So being healthy, like man, that's helped the recovery time. So yeah, I just, once the pacemaker was out, I thought it was going to be days and they're like, well, probably at least another week. It was probably another eight days. Um, yeah. and, uh, they, then once they stopped giving me my medication through the IV, I got medication through, um, like a pill form. They're like, okay, you're yeah. close to under 300. Now we're going to switch you over to, pill. I was like, that's great. Cause since I've been out, I had two weeks of the doxycycline to complete the treatment and get rid of any like infection. So and that's like that's like a big hurdle to overcome to go from the IV to okay now now you can just take this with your drink. Exactly because the IV is just direct to the bloodstream so there's no like waiting and so it's more effective it, it works faster. So that was like I was like cool. I'm like 48 hours I think I can get out of here and then Friday and then Saturday they're like you're under the number like we're going to let you go. Man. I was like so pumped. It'd been two weeks long, six roommates later. Uh, a lot of like a lot of great friends and family coming to visit. Um, honestly, it was in like a routine of being there. I was just like done. And my dad was like, Yeah, you're very patient. I was like, Well, I had to get better. I just kind of again accepted like my fate. I, I can only do so much. And um, I was just. The whole time, probably day three, I realized you almost died. You should really be grateful and like start thinking about everything a little bit differently. Um, and a friend of mine said, he was like, you know, I know you and I know something like this is going to change your life for the better because I just know how you react to things. And that was like nice to hear in the midst of like not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've always had an attitude of gratitude, especially recently, but it's just quadrupled. Now I'm just like every little thing in my life, I'm just like appreciating. And it's, you know, it's like Ferris Bueller. If you don't stop to look around, you might miss it. And it's, I mean, it's so cliche. But dude, uh, I think you it literally would be hard. Kicked out. Yeah, you kicked out at 2.9. You know, to bring it back to wrestling, man, down but not out. One, two, he got, no. Two point, yeah, as many nines as you can put in there without, you know, putting it over to the three. Man. 
And so once I realized I had a near-death experience, I looked at it differently and um, was just grateful that I have like literally at 37 a second chance and I'm not going to be hampered. I'm going to be better and continue yeah. to get healthier. It's not like, oh, well, now like things are different. You have to like, you can't work out. You can't do this. You can't do that. No, no restrictions, no diet restrictions, just going to continue to be healthy and healthier because that's what saved my life, the watch yeah. being healthy. Um, and just grateful again, everybody who was just so, um, just kind, like just taking a few moments, like that means a lot to me. Everybody has busy lives and their own problems and their own stuff. And so to get a text, even just an emoji, like that's, that still means a lot. Like everybody, um, you know, communicates in their own way. And I see it all as equally important, you know? Yeah, man, I, I I remember you telling me, like, bro, I'm getting out of here. I'm breaking out. And yeah. I remember being so excited. I told the first person I saw, which was my PD here in Denver. I was like, Dave just got out of the hospital. <laughs> yes. And he's dude. like, what? Dave's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, I just, you, like, you are so pumped. You got to tell, like, the first person you see, you know? And he was like, wait, wait what? You know? That was me when I took my first walk by myself down the hallway. All the nurses were like, look at you. And I was shuffling like an old man. I was like, yep, that's right. No chaperone. Nope. Went to the window that you to could see wall? South Portland. Yeah, window to the wall. <laughs> and um, I walked back with no incident, no dizziness. And I was like, that was just such a huge moment. And I remember wow. um, our buddy Joe came in a, a second time. And I was like, yeah, let's go for a walk. And I think it surprised him. I'm not sure. I didn't quite catch his glance. Uh. But he was like, oh. I was like, yeah, dude, I can move around. Not very fast, but I'm, yeah. I can move. And we walked down the hallway, and there's another view of Hadlock, and just, like, sat there and chatted uh, in kind of like the, I don't know, it's like some weird, like, waiting area, something. I remember I remember calling Joe, because I'm like, hey, like, you're in town. You should go visit. He's like, oh, I'm right here with Dave. <laughs> the timing was so Do you want to so say weird. what's up? And yeah. I was like, that was so bizarre, dude. Dude, it was just like everybody was on the same wave. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, that was like a big milestone, but dude, you are grateful that you can walk when like, it's been taken away from you and you're like, I'm glad all, everything works. It's just, it's just slow. I've been in the gym. Yeah. Now I've been out. I've been in the gym. I waited probably a week to start. Um, so Real quick, there's like there's certain precautions that you have to take just to even go outside, right? And yeah. and the reason I, I ask is because, you know, we we want to give your first hand experience of this Lyme carditis and you know not the necessarily like lingering effects, but right you've, you've turned the corner, you're recovering super well, but there's still like different precautions and things you have to do. Exactly. So part of the taking the doxycycline is it makes you really sensitive to the sun. And I was mm. like, okay, well, I'm white. I'm already pretty sensitive to the sun. What, what do you mean? More sensitive? Like, I, oh, man. And the guy's like, you have to avoid direct sunlight. I'm like, so I'm going to be a vampire? Is that what you're saying? So for two Good weeks. I think I'm an editor. 
Dude, I know. Keep it white, keep it tight. Hey. Can't trust a tanned editor. No. <laughs> so I'm like, it's warm out. And I'm like having to wear layers and like hoodies. And I'm like sweating of a bucket hat. Sunscreen if I go outside. Just incognito, <sighs> bro. I'm like the invisible man. I'm just uh. like, oh, everything's covered with something. Um, so that's been annoying. But, you know, I've been doing eBay. I've been inside most of the time. Yeah. Just doing that. So now I'm going to the gym. And I've been um, for like the last five days. And here's the coolest part of this is our buddy, Dr. Shane. Like what a, what a guy flew Dude. all the way from Los Angeles to visit me on the East coast in Maine. He's like, Unreal. yeah, man. Like he was so kind about it. He's like, you know, I, I was going to come visit anyway, but clearly this like shook him into action. This Expedited the process. Yeah. Right. And, um, he's, um, fantastic chiropractor one of my best friends and he's like yeah i wanted to like help you on your healing journey so he came he like adjusted me every day uh we did like a mini food tour of portland because you know there's just too many restaurants to pick from did dude, lobster rolls gosh. portland yeah. headlight showed him around and he was like dude you, yeah. got, you guys got a gem of a city here i didn't know what to expect i thought it was gonna be sleepy but you know you go to the old port yeah and you get a little taste of like new york boston yeah. Um, so it was, I love taking people around just like you do. You become a tour guide just cause like we love showing off our hometown. Yeah, absolutely. So he was here and like, you know, Shane, he's just like magic dude, magic hands. He just knows what to do. Tapped yeah. into my circulatory system, gave me the right adjustments, used the tool on my back and man, I just slept well. So during my recovery, just shout out to Dr. Shane for just literally yeah. being there that man has such like a genuine kind soul that he could he could like say jr the sky is orange today and i would probably believe him you know what dr you know, saying i see it you know what from the right angle I think you're right, Dr. Shane, and I just go with it because he's just so nice, you know? He's a great guy. He just is. He, Dude, he is, and, he, you know, he transformed his body Went back when we knew him as the as big the boss cat. Man. The boss man. He was. Yeah. He lost 100 pounds since then. Golly, Because he discovered man. chiropractics. It worked on him, and he said, well, if this works so well for me, it must work for other people. It's when he bought in. So he was like his own test case. And wow. it's like, it's one of those things like if you do it, like especially in his way where it's holistic, full body, chiropractic is not about just fixing your neck and back pain. It's about fixing anything in your body. Um, for me, circulatory system. It could be your endocrine system, like your ability, like you know, your bladder, like it could be muscles. Like there's tons of, tons of things that it, it honestly like corrects. Um, everything in your body is connected, not just not just your bones. Everything, yeah. man, absolutely. So, and that's so that's what he taps into. I would highly recommend him if you're in the Los Angeles area. Go to Doctor Shane. He is just, yeah. it's a good vibe, and he's good at what he does. So he was here, but yeah, I've been in the gym, and it's it's funny to watch. It's a struggle. I do one set of something, and I'm just like. <sighs> breathing but the good thing is my heart is responding it's going up yeah. and down properly i start off with like 10 minutes on the treadmill 
everything I've been doing is lightweight. And Shane was like, yeah, just do the same thing for two weeks. Do it yep. for two weeks. and Don't rush nothing. There's no point. After that, you can up it. But just like, let's see how your body does with the same reps and the same stuff every day. And today... I probably felt the best and had the least amount of like exhaust and it's, it's all cardio, you know, like if you haven't run or worked out, your cardio is low. So I'm happy that that's the thing I can fix. I know how to fix that. Mm-hmm. And the heart is doing what it's supposed to do. I have a follow up next week with cardiology when I'm done with my meds. And then I'm thinking I'll be like, nothing ever happened. And this is just some story that I can tell my grandchildren. Yeah. Man, from from near death to I, nothing happened. Yeah, that's just so crazy, man. And I can I can hear it not only in the strength of your voice, but in the character and the charisma and the inflection. And you just sound very youthful and 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 happy. And just talking to you several weeks back. Like, it was some pretty dark times. Like, I didn't know what to expect. So yeah. now for you two had, like, turned that corner and to hear, like, my best friend come back. Like, you're like you're back. You know, you might not be 100%, right. but, in you know, in eight, 80% Dave, I take over 100% anybody else, you know? My man. Well, yeah, and you know of, like, all people, like, you can tell right away, even being far away like talking even if it's just on the phone like i know you can tell you don't even need to see me no it was that was yeah i mean i kind of thought about that like other i was like oh yeah other people i can tell that i'm not me so they're definitely gonna be able to tell that i'm just like i'm not there it was yeah i don't know i guess it was scary for a minute but um here we are i just never you know me i never go all the way up or down so i'm like if i just stay in the middle here i can keep my thoughts about me and i think that's what helped me get through all those days was just like you know it still could be worse right yeah so moral of this is always check for ticks right especially if you live in maine because Oh my God, they're just everywhere and they're the most disgusting little, I'm getting like heebie-jeebies talking about them. So tall grass, what did me in was playing around a golf and just going in the woods too much to get my ball. So if you're not good at golf, just let it be. It's just a ball. Just let it go. Yeah, let it go. Just grab another one. Um, So they say that, you know, lime is only common in about 20% of ticks. So you could get bit, you know. Right. Over and over. The, the chances are very, very small. And then for it to be a sp- specific, you know, Lyme carditis, which is like under the, you know, carry the two, Lyme disease, remainder, right. like, man, that's, it's just so rare. But you just. And I don't even know the know. percentage. You never know. But it was somewhere in like the point one of that. And again, I don't know. You'd have to like do your research on it, but it's. And the tick wasn't even on me more than like an hour or two. And usually it takes uh, 24 hours of like having a tick on you for that to kick in. So And then its head is like all the way in your skin, right? This one was, maybe it was. It was it was on there more than usual. So I was like, oh, this is a little harder to pull out. So it's probably like got in there. Um, just right on my leg. I was wearing shorts. So, you know, it's easy just because I could look down and see it. 
um, yeah, check for ticks. If you do get a tick bite, like just go get, you can get tested. They'll do like a blood test because if had I got that, I could have taken medicine and avoided much all earlier. this stuff. Yeah, because again, to that credit of that doctor at the Gorham um, Urgent Care, she knew what it was without having blood tests. Then they confirmed it in the hospital. They're like, yep, came back positive, which to me, I was like happy that they knew what it was. Yep. Because that was just like their best guess. And I'm like, well, I hope that's it because that's treatable. If it's some other heart thing, I don't, I don't know. And she just went with her gut. Yep. Being, dude, doctor it's in amazing. Maine, she's like, I've seen something like this before. Oh, I yeah. got a feeling. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm just, ha- I keep saying it and it's just true. I'm just happy to be alive. When people ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're alive too, bro. bro. Golly. The show is back. We, it's, you know, episode 29. The yeah. Cu- yeah. Just the Jordan shrug. The comeback. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, yeah, Dave's back. We're in the four or five, but he ain't here to play games with you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice reference. I can't even remember who said that. Jay-Z. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, this is just... It's a celebration. This feels good. Yeah, it really is. And it it feels good to break this all down here today and to get your experience with all this. And you've, you've come out to the other side. You've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. It's only up from here for you, so... Gosh, man, just uh, we have a lot to, dude. We got a lifetime of stuff to do. I was sitting there, like I know, in that bed, thinking I have a lot to do. I can't go out like this. I'm not no. ready. I got, I got things to do. Absolutely, dude. I keep thinking I have ticks on me now. I'm freaking out. <laughs> you, you haven't been in any tall grass, right? No, then man. I've just been. <laughs> you know, the one of the weird things is since we started having our. FaceTime chats while you were in the hospital. Yeah. And all this talk about ticks and you know, all that stuff. Dude, all I'm getting is recommended tick videos. So I saw this one video came up, not not even two scrolls in. Wow. And this guy had this cluster of probably like 80 to 100 on the back of his neck. How do you, what, where are you for that to happen? He must have just found a pool of ticks and hopped in. I mean, yeah, just sleep in the I don't tall know. grass. Yeah, I don't know, man. But maybe he was asleep or something, and they all just like, you know, hey, let's all just, you know, hop on this guy. And then they had to, one by one, take them all out. I'm just like, and then there's another video. This person had a cluster on their thigh. Oh. And I'm like, it was never just one. It, it always had to be a plethora, a jubilee of just ticks. And I'm just like. And you just like keep watching. You're like, I can't look away. I have to yeah, see and this. And I'm just like rubbing myself down and I'm like checking and, oh man, it's just, I hate them. I hate them more than anything, man. Those little bastards almost took me out. Yeah. But you know what? They didn't. That's right. Man <clears throat> prevails. Yep. Absolutely. I didn't, I was thinking too, I'm like, man, I didn't even get to record like my video. I want to play it like my funeral for people. Like there were so <laughs> many things I didn't, I'm like, you know, I'd like to do that. Yeah. I was well, thinking of that scene in basketball where it gets like, all right, did everybody leave the room? Okay, great. Coop, okay, remember cool. that one night? <laughs> it's like, oh God. I just know that 
in your will. It's like all my gear and hard drives go to Jeff. Yeah. You know, he's going to, and he's going to create some sort of like memorial piece for me, you know, That's with all pressure, my footage. Bro. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I can pull it off, dog. Don't worry. I'll just, it's like in the movie How High. I'll just like come haunt you and like help you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, no, 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 not that shot. Nah, that looks stupid yeah. in that one. Well, well I was thankfully, thinking too, I'd be like, yeah. all right, um, whoever gets that stuff, I'll, I'll put like a drill with a drill bit. I'm like, all right, there's some stuff you can have and other stuff, just drill a hole in the hard drive and destroy it. Done. Just just yeah. no questions. Just destroy it and then throw it in the recycling or wherever it That's goes. That's fair. Yeah, no doubt. Gosh, man. I feel like there's... Outside of this, there's still so much to catch up on, and we're going to do that back right here next week Yep, on Hanging With Homie, episode 30, which you know what that means. Q&A, dude, my favorite time. I came back just in time for Q&A. Imagine yes. if this had been episode 30. Listen, Dave, oh, we know you went goodness. through this whole thing, but we're going to have to do a Q&A first. I know. Well, that's the thing is like, Make sure, you know, you listen to this one before the next one. Because, dude, you just spent an hour explaining those two weeks, like, day for day, like, beat for beat, bar for bar, man. Like, and it's uh, it's just wild stuff. It really is remarkable. And I'm glad to have my best bud back. And I'm really looking forward to next week. So please get in your questions you can do that uh, on Instagram. Send me an audio message. Facebook, right? Uh, Dave also has a link where we can do that, and I'll blast that out on Twitter or X or whatever yep, the hell right on the, doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right on the Spotify. Nowadays. You can leave. It can be anonymous. You can leave your name, like whatever you want. Yeah. It's a cool. Do I like voice messages? I I, I spread the, the gospel to everybody. I'm like, listen, yeah. send me a voice message. Sometimes you know, text is just it's not as personal. Yeah, I mean, you can't hear the inflection. You don't know. Yeah, and think, I don't know. Tone is lost. So, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Q&A. Um, and you could ask me questions about everything I just explained if you want. Or yeah. nothing about that. You could just come out of left field. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. And uh, really glad to have you back, buddy. For Dave, I'm JR. This has been Hanging With Homie. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Tell a friend about this show, all right? And remember, most importantly... It's cool to be you. Peace.